probably the individual recorders are quite uh, fair. Yeah, but the, the incredible thing is... But they, but they can't get into print what they really think. Oh, yeah, for sure. But OK, the media's tied up by those people, but the ABC... very frustrating job. The ABC isn't. Yes, it is. And yet... Yes, it is. It is it's tied up by the middle-class white Protestant or something. The same way as the um, American system's fairly well tied up. How do you mean? Well, the ABC's subject to extreme government control. I mean, it is really government... It's really, you know, they just have to say, oh, you know... Uh, uh, anyway. Like there's the worm, for instance. Uh, no, I'm probably too tied up in the ABC. I'm probably going for a couple of hours of my stuff. Talking about aunties, there was a, a letter on Saturday saying... Get rid of them. From a certain person who's one of the commissioners, commissioners rather, <laughs> beg your pardon, one of the commissioners, the Victorian commissioner. There's quite a lot of difference. Yes. <laughs> says, I wish to use your column to acknowledge the letters, telegrams and petitions that I received from dozens of Victorians who wished the ABC to return Terry Lane, oh, yeah. the Terry Lane program to 3LO. The termination of this program was discussed in Perth. <laughs> Just talking about things that we wouldn't bother about ringing up about. No. Because Matt hasn't got a phone. Uh, the termination of this program, <laughs> program was discussed in Perth. Why was it discussed in Perth? I don't know. <laughs> At the Commission's meeting there on November the 4th. Oh, yeah. The majority of Commission members were satisfied with the management explanation that the change in programming was not unusual or extraordinary in any way. A press statement to this effect... <laughs> Oh, yeah. A press statement, and give you some idea of the commissioners, a press statement to this effect was released after the meeting. The commission refused to receive a motion from me requesting that management reconsider its decision about the Terry Lane program. I would like this letter to be viewed as a report to the community from the Victorian Commissioner, commissioner and not as a criticism of the quality of the replacement program or its presenter, in whom I have great confidence. Yeah, that's fair enough. I feel obliged to let those Victorians who did approach me know that I did attempt to present their views to the Commission. Mm. That's, that's all she said. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh, yeah. You know, um, the administrative types, the... Well, as I say, the management. Those, those people... Uh, the people that make the important decisions regarding um, shows like that aren't program people, they're uh, admin people. Uh, it's uh, what, quite extraordinary. What, you mean they've never made programs or...? Yeah, they don't, they don't actually... Um, see, there's the... Uh, have, they, have they ever been on the program staff or...? <laughs> it's possible, but it's unlikely. Um... See, there's the management level, mm. who, well, it's basically administrative, you know, um, so on. Um, dole out the money and uh, so on. Mm. Make the basic arrangements for the, the administrative, 
administrative administration of the departments and all this, various departments. And then there's the program staff going up to a head of each uh, <coughs> a head of each uh, department, like the head of the religious department, religious broadcasts, uh, you know, sport, mm. uh, light entertainment, uh, Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, you know, sort of a head head a program head. Oh, yeah. But um, then uh, the the word is passed down from the glorified clerks at the top (laughs) to these these people who are in constant touch with the making of programs, that is the departmental heads, (laughs) to what to do and what not to do. And uh, it seems rather strange, that's all. Mm. You'd think that a departmental head, or say, well, I know personally in Melbourne, the... Who appoints the departmental head? <laughs> management. Or who appoints management? <laughs> I don't know. But I suppose it's who drinks with who, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, for instance, the uh, in the newspaper that it was said that the um, that only had in thirty years there there'd only been two general managers. Um, the present one and the one before that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what that squeaking noise was. It was the tape recorder. Oh, it's just been tape recorded. Mm. Oh, you should be putting a bloop out every 30 seconds or something. <laughs> oh, no, that's for a telephone call, isn't it? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, I have my permission to replay this. Oh, thank you. Right, good. Yeah. A bit tired at the moment, but, oh, gee. Yeah, you sound rather tired. Low blood sugar. Hmm. It's got quite an effect, blood sugar, hasn't it? Hmm. Well, maybe we should put off all our cross bands until you finish finish your diet. You are going to finish it, aren't you? I hope so, otherwise I'll fade away. <laughs> you didn't look like you'd lost much. No, I haven't. Actually, I, I'd, I'd lost it, but put it on on the weekend again. Can't you Can't you do something else, like get a bit more exercise instead and just eat, eat your normal ravenous amount? Because <laughs> you'd be a lot healthier. Yeah, I know, but see, the exercise, um, see, it's much harder to take weight off by doing any form of exercise than it is to simply reduce it by reduce weight by not eating. It's a lot more pleasant though. By doing exercise. Yeah, you're just going for a run every evening around the block. When you come back and you're blazing hot, so obviously there's a lot of energy going up in smoke. Yeah, but see the and problem is And then you can is, you can have a nice big meal. Oh. The problem is that you can uh, that I couldn't do that now. Well you don't run, you just jog very slowly. You just jog Slowly enough that, I, that you get I'd warmed up. You have to build up from a, say, a walk, a 10 minute walk to a 20 minute walk. Yeah, that's fair enough. Walk. That's fair enough. Because I'm so much overweight that I'm not going to have a heart attack if I do anything really. No, that's fair enough. For the first few weeks, just go for a quick walk. Because you'll get quite, you'll use up a fair bit of energy doing that too, if, yeah. you, if you walk fairly quickly. Yeah, but the, that's, you know, seriously, I've got into it, and it is, they, see, they've, People have worked out that 
it's easier for a person simply not to eat so much. Aye. To lose weight, to lose a given, say, a pound a day, it's far easier for... It's far easier. You, you know, like, if, to lose a pound a day and, re, and eat, still eat the same amount, you virtually have to run a couple of miles or something like that, mm. run around Albert Park Lake. Mm. I was sort of doing it. Um, and, and, you know, if you, all, all you have to do to lose a pound is simply not eat so much. And you can still go for a little walk or run if you want to, but it's much easier. But look how wrecked you are while you're not eating. Yeah, but I'm not actually... I don't have to, actually, I don't have to do anything at the moment, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, you know, even... So you get tired all the time and all this sort of thing, you know. It's, I mean, quite apart from the fact that you're physically a bit, a bit down. It sort of makes you feel dozy all the time and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Seems. Oh, there's other things to take into account too, like the cleansing of the system. You could just get, a, get rid of all the crap, you know, and the... Oh, a few glasses of beer will do that. <laughs> no, you've actually, you've actually got to slack off and let the system cleanse itself out. And yeah. see, that's one that's one reason why I'm not sort of just uh, doing exercise and keep but, continuing to eat uh, rubbish. But, you know, surely at the rate that you're losing it, you're going to have to sort of be running yourself into the ground like this for months, you know. Yeah, but it's only because I... Well, there was this sort of weekend. The weekends I put on the weight that I've lost during the week. So it's just a matter of not putting it on during the weekends mm. for me to continue to I'm losing I'm losing weight at uh, something over two pounds a day which is not bad no, that's incredible well, I wonder how come it is you put it on during the weekend well it's just that I've got a mother-in-law who who wrecks things <laughs> yeah see she was taken from a home in the Ukraine oh, when she was about 17 or 16 17 and put to for you know as a force she was a forced labourer in a factory Mm. in Germany, and she just, um, they virtually, uh, not starved them, I suppose. She mm. had to work an eight-hour day with very little food. Yeah. And since then, she's got a sort of neurosis about food, which is understandable. She keeps and, the house full she, of it. That's right. She she sort of makes sure that... Um, Everybody gets their fill. Yeah, that's right, yeah. What, and you, and you sort of have to eat it because you offend her or something? No, no, sort of, it's just... Uh, well, you, you sort of say no a certain number of times, and then <laughs> yeah, I know what it's like when you say, oh, "I'll just have a small piece," yeah. and you get this plateful. Yeah. And um, sort of, you go down there with the best of intentions. Oh, I won't be eating anything this weekend, you know, because I want to see the graph still still go down. And it's um, it starts off with. Uh, Why don't you get some of those tablets that wreck your appetite? Uh, I know a few people um, have had those. Yeah, I know. I've been using some some of them, but I find they give me diarrhoea, so... Oh, fair enough. Well, that'd be quite good. That'd lose some weight, too. Yeah, but it, it's... Um, I mean, when you go to the toilet, yeah. <laughs> a certain number of times a day, you get a rather sore backside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's not... I've, you know, I've decided to discontinue it for because... <laughs> I'd rather have to sit down after 
going to the toilet about ten times a day. That's a rather undesirable side effect. <laughs> is that meant to be there, or is it a side effect of those I things? I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. know that I've, since I started taking the tablets... Yeah. Um, um, what, what sort of what sort of food does she cook? Does her food tend to be the um, the the potato, pumpkin, and beans sort of stuff, or does she cook a lot of salad stuff? I like salads as well. Because you know. salads, you know, that'd be good. You know, good way of losing weight. If you had, like, it's fair enough if you have a bit of steak or something, but um, if you just had um, coleslaw or something with it. But but if you had oh, if you had a bit of steak with coleslaw is pretty bad because of that dressing that they go with it. Oh, it depends what you want. You put whatever dressing you want on it. But um, oh, you know what I mean. Lettuce and yeah. a bit of onion and a bit of coleslaw. Oh, yeah. Plain lettuce is okay. Plain onion. But yeah. when you start to put any form of salad dressing at all with it, it's, it thumbs up the calories and all. Oh yeah, yeah. But I was just going to say, if you had steak thrown at you, they had potatoes and pumpkin and stuff like that. That'd be a, an ideal way of. Making a graft that it go down the gra- um, drain. Mm. I don't know really. Oh, I was, uh, oh, of course, it was a, it was her birthday on Saturday. Right. So I had to um, eat the cake. Yeah. Hello, is this live? Oh, it is. <laughs> yes. You must have known Beck because you would have switched to. Um, Dupay and heard Matt talking on too, you see. I put the thing on, on duplex B. Yeah, to, to talk you did, but... I mean, you... No, I just had to let you know I was here too. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you... Making your presence known. Good evening. Because there's BD missions as well. Oh, I wonder if he's still listening. Um, G'day, Matt. Why do I just put an ID on this? Hang on. Uh, this is part two of the contact from the previous track. Um, let's see, there were two contact. There were two contacts on the previous track. There was the one from a couple of weeks ago, and there was part one of this contact, which is taking place on the 11th of November 1972. Oh, yeah. VK3 SL in Geelong and, uh, and VK3 RML in Elstwick, both of who died in 1973 and 1974 respectively. It's very embarrassing when you when people expect you to be going to institute meetings and things. <laughs> when you've said you've actually said on these tapes that yeah. let's we'll go to a meeting this week and people <laughs> and come there to sort of to say hello and well, you don't turn up. Yeah. I mean it'd be more embarrassing if you did turn up, I suppose, in some respects. <laughs> Yeah, they'll, 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 get, they'll get the explanation straight off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I must, I must uh, ask that if this my estate runs to that much, that um, th- this transceiver be donated, not this one or any transceiver, anyway, anyone, will be donated to dollars uh, a year for putting transmissions yeah. on once uh, a week. Yeah, a library of tapes. Yeah, tapes. Tapes will be released from the National Library <laughs> at the rate of one a week. You could fool people. You, if you used a videotape, you could have a, a facsimile of yourself turn up at the meeting. Yeah, 
on videotape. The only trouble is if you turn sideways, they wouldn't be able to see you because you're only in two dimensions. <laughs> the 625 lines would probably be a bit embarrassing. Have you, have you got into this condition on coffee or what? Yes. Or what? How are you getting into this condition? What are you using? Soda. Oh, fair enough. And basic stupidity, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really happening, is it? It's on tape. Well, it will happen in 1977. I don't know when this is scheduled for replay. Yeah, I'm going to replay it on the same date. Oh, on the same... The 11th of November. But it's the 12th. Oh, does that mean I'm playing it... <laughs> I'm playing it a day late? Yeah, well, go off the air and start all over again. Oh, well, stand I'll by. Stand by. Yeah, OK. Calling, no, calling VK3SL. Calling VK3AML. VK3SL. VK3AML. Uh, this, <laughs> this is the 12th of November. <laughs> this is the transmission schedule for replay. On the 12th of November. Sounds like an ABC identification on tape. Uh, <laughs> schedule for replay at 9.45 and 30 seconds. Program, program begins 10 seconds from now. Have you got one of those crystal clocks on your hand? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a... Just sitting on the desk. Oh, yeah. Actually, I should have, uh, you know, I've got the little tone generator here. I could have run, you know, sort of 10 seconds of uh, plus 8 dBm tone and all that, mm. you know, for lining up levels. And, mm. Mm. Oh, you know all about that. Anyway, you worked at uh, 3AW. 3 all. I wasn't on the technical side, though. Weren't you? No. Operational? I was a panel op. Oh, well, that's the same Production. Thing, no, production. It's on the, you know, on, on air production stuff. Yeah, but you, didn't you um, sort not... of make tapes and put ideas on and everything? No, not really. The, um... What? We've only got one pip. Oh, so that Well, anyway, that'll do. I'll flick yeah. up the three and we'll give you our IDs. 1845. 1847 or something like that. Yeah. Um, on about 18... Uh, sorry. <laughs> on about 146 megs, roughly. Hmm. Very roughly. I don't look... It's impossible for me to calculate the frequency I'm on. The trouble with doing this, it's like those films you see, those science fiction films that were actually that's the problem with, you know, like in, by the time it gets to about 1985, 1990, pe people are going to be able to sort of tell from what we're wearing and this sort of thing, that it's actually not real. Well, maybe we should um, just uh, keep off the videotape and just sort of uh, restrict it to, to audio. Mm. Um. Even the accents will probably be different in, in the 1980s and 1990s. Like you can tell listening to old commercial radio, yes, the accents right. from... Those old transcriptions, they sound very lardy da compared to these days. Yeah, even, oh, 3LO, 3LO, oh, going back, oh, going back 10 years, 3LO was completely different. Yeah. Mm, really stuffed shirt. Yeah. Arabella, Marion Johns, Jackie, Myrna Dodd, Stephen, Brian Harrison. Production, Jane Pauley. Listen at the same time on Monday for the next episode of Blue Hills. That's the sax sound of Wolf Hurt, a German artist. You're listening to ABC Radio 1, news in three minutes. Eastern summertime is three minutes to seven.
Play break. The strange good fortunes of Sidney Croak is our play break feature this week. What happens to a young, unworldly Cambridge-educated poet when he finds himself adrift in Australia, forced to find a job? Sidney Croak doesn't fare very well at all and finds himself working as a night watchman on the docks at Woolloomooloo. That's the strange good fortunes of Sidney Croak in play break. Friday night on LO at three minutes past eleven. Or Friday, I should say, three minutes past eleven, and on regional stations, Sunday at eight o'clock. George Goller played someone nice. Eastern time is three minutes to seven. And for you now, we have some weather information. First of all, the coastal waters forecast for small, uh, forecast, singular, for small craft. These are for tonight and tomorrow, and were issued at three o'clock this afternoon by the Bureau of Meteorology. The situation is that a low of a thousand millibars is located 400 kilometers west of Tasmania and is moving southeast steadily. And so ends today's episode of Blue Hills by Gwen Meredith. same time tomorrow you can hear the next episode of Blue Hills. Tom Marsden. Mm. Tom's not a bad old guy now, but he, he, you know, he's got a real BBC accent. Yeah. And, uh... A lot of the pauses, like on 3 AR, they still have long pauses, but they used to have long pauses on both of them. Yeah. You know, those 30 second pauses while they're changing from Sydney to Melbourne or something. Yeah. Oh, the, actually it's, um, it works out like this, you know, the... Oh, you know how it works out. No, I don't know how it works out. You don't know how it works out? No, I don't know how it works out. Oh, well, he Tell me how it works out. the mouth and comes out there. Is that how it works out? <laughs> Mostly, I suppose. Oh. Pretty basic. It is. Mm. You couldn't get much more basic than in the mouth. And... No. No. Oh, you know the... Um, you know the uh, the last... Coming up to a, a program change time, say, coming up to the hour... Mm. The la or as the last minute ticks off, it gets yes. round to um, yeah. 45 seconds. Yeah. Theoretically, um, if you're taking a program from Sydney, you should, you should in the old days, have got three gongs. Gong, gong, gong. And that's when you close the fader and flip the um, switch off. Flip the, uh, you know, trunk off. Off? Yeah, oh, well, it's, you're taking a trunk. Oh, this is at the end of the program. Yeah, the end, say the end of an hour's program coming from Sydney. Mm. Um, there's a, there used to be a period of 15 seconds allotted for the uh, network um, identification, you know, the individual station identification. Mm. And um, but they've, they've do, they, do they leave the trunk on while they're doing their individual IDs? Uh, well, they at least close the fader. At least the operator's expected to close the fader. While yeah. um, oh, I see. They just finished 15 seconds early. 3AML Melbourne. VLR. <laughs> and VLH. In the 160 metre band. The 6 megahertz band, yeah. Well, anyway, now the... You know, on the bong, 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 well, the, um, that, um, you uh, tap the window furiously with your with your fist to indicate to the announcer that he was supposed to say something. Yeah. He and he'd sort of wake on, up. He threw his mic on, 
he had he had uh, up to the you know to the last the, to the first of the six pips on the time signal mm. to uh, give to say this is three IR Melbourne uh, the time is uh, ten o'clock mm. and hope, hoping he he sort of hadn't slept through the entire hour and it was eleven o'clock or something. I really like that when they do that when they talk right up to the pip. You know that's that's a and he's watching the clock all yeah, the time, of yeah. course, the pulse clock. That's a real trip for me. Yeah, they sort of they, they sort of, you know, the last syllable goes out, the mic goes off, and through the pips come. Yeah. You'd almost think they had a tape of the pips mm-hmm. that they played when they finished talking. But, um, yeah, but they, you know, they're really... You know, they're AW really used to do that too. I think they were the only two... Like, AW was about the only commercial station that used to try and do it. They always used to time things right to, to the first pip. The first of the six pips. Yeah, you could you could tell, you know. Because so, they had extra pips at AW because the commercial stations take the twenty second pip and the ten second pip. They really give you the pip. Yeah. Oh, on on um, that was on the home service, of course. The, you know, you uh, you omitted the ten second warning, the twenty second warning, the ten second warning. Sort of it'd go click in the uh, control booth to warn you that the thing was coming up, but you you wouldn't throw the time signal key up to. Uh, you know, sort of high. Oh, is that why they don't get the 20 second and the 10 second? Is that just because it's turn- not turned on? Yeah, actually. The Manually. You, you, you flip it. There's, there's, a, there's a key in the control booth. There used to be anyway. Time signal low, time signal high. Mm. One was uh, so many dB down or, you know, normal D, normal uh, v, zero VU or whatever. 3 AML working 3 SL. And the other one used to be about 10 dB down on that in case you were running through a program and, you know, uh-huh. you had to put them on anyway. But, um, yeah, that's right. And uh, they, the ABC really used to be um, sort of a spot-on run organisation. It's still pretty good well, in that respect. the manpower they've got, they've got virtually nothing now. Mm. No, they're still quite good. They still, you know, like the Evans in the morning usually talks it right up to the first time signal. Yeah. Uh, and you can sort of tell, oh, the newsreaders, you know, you could tell whether a newsreader was running behind time or whatever. You yeah. know. Oh, he'd be... That's right. You can tell where there is. It's <laughs> incredible. Some of the news readers. Oh, the like news is incredible. The news is absolutely staggering. The way they, the last story finishes, and they say the weather and yeah, and and, and they get slower and slower, or faster and faster. Yeah. <laughs> while they're watching the clock, mm. until they sound like they're t- they're running, reading a race or what are you calling a race or something. But they just they just get it to the second, you know. That's right. I mean, it's I mean the people that prepare the news. Do they leave stories out? To, to catch up with No, them. no. It's just prepared to the second yeah. by the news department. <laughs> I assume so. They must sit there <laughs> reading it. <laughs> oh, once, once we turned the light off in the news reading booth on Radio Australia one morning at about three o'clock. Really? Oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> what did he do? incredible. Eh? Hey? Uh, I was training another operator at the, t- at the time and... <laughs> Back your mod off a bit. <laughs> Sorry, I was training an operator at the time, <laughs> and I said, "Listen, race down the corridor. You know where you know where the uh, the power switch is for NRB one or whatever. <laughs> Turn the light switch off." <laughs> and I was standing there looking, looking. I was see from studio three CB three hundred four. You could you could look forward into the uh, studio, or you could look backward into the newsreading booth. Mm. <laughs> And the light went off, and hit his guy. <laughs> He's <laughs> rustling papers and go. <coughs> uh, 
trying vainly to see him, the light coming through the double glass. <laughs> he was actually done, you know. To hear a match being struck. <laughs> no. Would have been funny if he had matches in his pocket. <laughs> we gave him about 15 seconds or so, and then threw the light back. <laughs> Yes, me. <laughs> yeah. No, the worm, you know, Duck Manton. Oh. <laughs> tall, but the worm, you know. Yeah. TDT. Oh, I see. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, they're really professional. Three gongs, I don't think I use three gongs now. But they still use the one gong to separate the um, the nationwide news from the state news. I noticed that. Mm. You know, sort of after about six minutes of um, news reading or... What's a proportion of uh, national to state news? I think it's about six. Uh, what the total one is fifteen, is it? Or the total? Just that ignition 10? noise would go away. Go away, ignition noise. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. It's just. Mm. Uh, anyway, assuming it's six minutes, you know, you sort of get one gong after six minutes. It's a very neutral sounding gong, isn't it? It's just incredibly neutral. It just sort of goes boom. And after that, it completely. It's not. It doesn't uh, sound different. even. Mu- it doesn't sound musical even. It just sounds... It's hard to explain. Well, I think they've, uh, they're using electronic gongs now instead of the old... You can hear it on the uh, FM. You can hear him press the button. Can you? Click oh. and then go. Oh, they, they, I should have uh, knocked off one of those three gong things. Actually, they were five, but they mm. only used to hit three. They got one of them down at um, the CR. Have they? One set. We used them one night. In fact, I could play your tape. <laughs> can you play me the gong? No, I could play you the tape. Give me a five-gong award. Yeah. They were five, weren't they? They were roughly... Most of them were about five, and you hit them with a little stick with a rubber... Um, like a golf ball on the end, didn't you? Sort of bong, bong. Yeah. I wonder if I can find that tape. Hang on. I often wished I'd... Um, I'd got one of the... Um, one of the 45s with the... Uh, uh, God Save the Queen on it before I left, but... Um, oh... Yeah, who's got that one? Um, I'll they, t- they only had one to the studio or something. The, the Long got a copy of 3DB's news team, the 45. Mm-hmm. Dum, da, da, dum, da. Remember oh, that one? And a five-minute... Oh, you know, the, you know the tapes when Radio Australia's opening of uh, Walsing Matilda? Oh, I've got that disc. Box. Yeah, I've got that disc. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's on a WNG 10-inch thing. Oh, yeah, we used to play it on tape. Now, yeah. It was a, it was a tape yeah. thing. Yeah. We'd play that for five minutes before the start of transmission. Yeah. I've got that and I've got their apology announcements which you know, <laughs> please stand by we regret the interruption to this program it will be resumed as soon as possible <laughs> that comes on every uh, three every or four minutes <laughs> when one of the AMPs goes up in flames <laughs> oh boy um, the ABC amps and um, the, the B amps and the E amps ABC where can I find a spare patch cord Oh, this is VK3SL, um, a licensed rocky amateur, um, working a broadcast station, VK3AML. Likewise, and, and 1 over X. Mm. Square root of minus 1. That's dead right. Um, oh no, I can take it on trunks. Can you, can you explain to me how you, derive, how you get the square root of minus 1? See, I'm, I'm completely non-mathematical. 
Oh, that's quite simple. So if you look, if you take your, you know, your, your graph coordinates where you've got X and Y coordinates. Uh, uh, no, I don't. Well, when you draw a graph, you draw a vertical and a horizontal. thing for the Y and a, and a horizontal one for the X, and you mark them off. Have you got Y with, plus with, and minus? Yeah, Y plus and minus, X plus and minus. You know, you go to the Y plus to the right. No, Y is up and down. Oh, you, you go, you go plus for up and negative for down. Oh, negative for down. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're getting way behind my beyond my head now. It's sort of, oh, yeah. You go up plus, uh, down minus. And what's, what's the horizontal axis called? And across, you go plus, and to the left, you go minus. Oh, normal. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now the positive numbers go along to the right, along the x-axis, yeah. and the negative numbers go along to the left. Right. Yeah, I remember, sorry, sorry, I remember reading about this somewhere, yeah. yeah well, the real number halfway, it's gone through 90 degrees. and you go through 90 degrees, you come to 1 on the y-axis, mm -hmm. which is an unreal number because it's not on the x-axis, and that's called, because you've only gone halfway towards minus 1 around the circle, it's called the square root of minus 1. <laughs> no, that's fair nickum, that's, <laughs> that's what it's derived from. Gee. Oh, boy. That's the square root of minus 1. And if you go around... Can you get the cube root of minus 1? The cube root. Um, the cube root would be sort of um, defined as something between um, 0 and 90 degrees sort of thing. Like the... They've all got, they've all got a magnitude of 1. Oh, I see. They've, all got, they've all got a magnitude of... sort of thing. Yeah, the, mag, the magnitude is the distance from the, um, from the origin, mm. you know, 0, 0, where the lines cross, where the axes cross. Mm. The magnitude is the... The length going from there to to the point you're talking about, In just just the length of it. So if you go from um, if you go to x equals one, the length is just equal to one. And the direction matters too. Yeah, it's a vectorial thing. Mm. That's where the screw the square root of minus one sort of comes in with vectorial things, where you've got rotating machines and electrical, you know, sine waves and <laughs> stuff like that. There's, there's nothing in it at all. That's all there is to it. It looks rather peculiar, just seeing a square root with minus one there. Hmm. But it's not, it's not the sort of thing you can actually do. You can't take the square root of minus one. It's just an entity that exists. And they yeah, just you can't actually... You can't, you can't um, you know, mm. for a person who only went up to intermediate, <laughs> it's rather difficult to uh, to try to work out what how you could get the square root of minus one without knowing anything about what you just said. Yeah, well, it's, it's just that... The square root is normally defined as, as something which, when multiplied by itself, gives you the number under the square root sign. Yeah, but it's impossible. I mean, uh, well, it's... You know, like the square root... It's unreal. Can yeah. I say it's unreal? Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. See, all, all numbers... That's why I said the x-axis is all the real numbers and anywhere else is not on the... Is unreal. Is unreal. <laughs> that, that, that falls in, into line with current terminology. Yeah, it so does. It is rather unreal, yeah. Sort of like, you know, head-like terminology. Mm. That's right. It's, uh, it's absolutely unreal. Mm. Queensland heads and oh, wow! I was oh, looking for a patch cord. Where is it? Um, oh, there it is. Now, can I monitor off the Calaro deck? Um, I yes, you have my permission. I think. Oh, thank you. Right. In that case. Oh, how's George tonight? Anyways, on overtime. I just unpatched you. Oh, I beg your pardon. You had thirty milliseconds of dead air. Oh, sorry about that. The I hope the um, the GM isn't listening. The what? Uh, Talbot. Oh, yeah. The Talbot, the lawyer. Yeah. Um, you couldn't exactly call Talbot the strong man of the ABC. Why not? Oh, actually, he is. He's, he's, um, he's very strong. Oh. But he's strong in the wrong direction. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm back again now. I'll see if I can find you this tape, this track. Uh. From the CR. See, I went down to the CR one night with, and we did a program with, um, with, uh, Mank and Ryan. And I'll just see if I can... I wish I had a, um, uh, what do you call those things, um, boom mic at the moment. Oh? I wish I had a boom microphone. Oh, yeah. Right, I'm back. Uh, sorry, what's going on? Anyway, Ollie thought they must have taken it, you see, so she went round there to get it back, and, um, sort of, we hadn't really looked for it. Um, but she's down there, she said she'd probably be down there for a couple of hours, because, um, she's going to wait, and I think she can pick up the E-Puss at half past five or something, and that's sort of about halfway between here and the fish place, so I think she's thinking of dropping in there on the way back, but, um, I can't... It, yeah, maybe she gets back by about four or something. Uh, we could, what time's the place open until six? Yeah, we you know, really would have to uh, probably leave by about half past four to make it worthwhile. Well, it's open until 6.30, isn't it? They threw us out at quarter past six last week. Or was it six o'clock? Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, I mean, if we left at, yeah, I suppose, 4.35, five would be the very latest. Still get half an hour's worth of swims. Okay, well I'll just keep listening, I'll probably be around um, one way or the other, and we'll see what happens. But I'll just go back to what I was doing. So I'll say morning for the moment. Fine. Or at least stuck your head out the window or something. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I've got my doubts about swims at this stage. Um, I guess we'll just see what we make of it. Um, 